And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. After I have a party, I just like to go around the house and just pour all the leftover liquids together into one big drink. And then maybe if I'm lucky, I can get someone to, to take a sip. Good morning! Sweet world, and welcome to another No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's episode brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, made with real vodka, real seltzer, real juice, all of them. All of it is real. It's neutral, the one with the umlaut. It's Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets, here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me as always, that's Tass Mellis. Steph Curry is 35 today. Still 25 to me, though. Next to Tassius, the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least, making the magic happen, super producer, that's JD. Hello! There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away. Please subscribe to No Dunks. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, hats. And hey, grab yourself a subscription to The Athletic. The greatest sports writing in the world. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks and yes happy birthday to steph curry That's it just great. never it doesn't feel like he'll ever get old That's he's why a baby faced assassin yeah. that guy isn't he good game for him last night and clay uh we'll get into a little bit of that in a bit but first we had another wedgie oh yeah number 45 in miami we somehow missed this on playback mm-hmm. we were bouncing around from game to game and in the second quarter the groat stuck another one he is the sixth player Kyle Lowry is this season to deliver multiple wedgies. Eric Gordon still leading the way with three, but uh, five other guys now with two, including Kyle Lowry. And man, that pace, it just keeps going up, up, up. Coming for the record. Yeah. On pace for 56, record of 58, only a couple years ago. Lowry's shooting over Lowry as well. And Eric Reed yelling, doink. He's done that before, hasn't <laughs> just, he? Just doing. Oh, yeah, that's his classic. That's his, yeah. That's his classic wedgie yeah. call. <laughs> 45. We love Boink. it. You One know, word. we're going to get, I assume, a couple uh, wedgies in the uh, March Madness tournament starting on Thursday. Or even tonight in these first four games. It uh, happened recently that there was a wedgie and they had to get the cheerleaders into a pyramid to get the ball down, right? Oh, oh, that's what happened last year. Again, yes, man. yes, oh, yes. What a legendary wedgie moment. Yeah, You watch, it'll happen again. Uh, all right, let's recap some of uh, last night's NBA games and news with a little true or false. True or false questions, again, off some of the games and topics going around the association. Uh, we will start here. We had Giannis. Playing against the Kings, scoring 46 points. He had 12 boards. He created a little scuffle at the end as well. But the Bucks get the win over the Kings, 133-124. to 124. And then meanwhile, Jalen Green scored 28. Tatum blew a bunny at the rim that could have tied it up. And the Rockets beat the Celtics, 111-109. I bring up those two games together because, at last check, according to our friends at BetMGM, the Celtics... Still the favorites to win the championship this year at plus 310, Bucks in second at plus 400, Suns plus 450, Nuggets plus 700, and then you see the Sixers, Warriors, and Clippers rounding out our graphic here. So my true or false question, <laughs> Bucks should be the favorites to win the titles. True or false, Task Mellis? Of course they should. Okay. This just speaks to how they're constantly overlooked. It doesn't matter what they do. They just won 16 games. They're going to have the best record in the NBA. Surprising to me. I thought they'd sort of take it easy, but they've got three fewer losses than the Boston Celtics. They're projected preseason with their over-under total to be close to 50 wins. Now they're going to be very close to 60 wins. Why shouldn't they be the favorites? It's just because they got Milwaukee on their chest. It's a smaller city. That's why. There's no other reason. You mentioned Giannis's 
40 plus. They scored 80 points in the second half of the Kings game. You might say, oh, it's the Kings. No, they were just dominant. Giannis hitting threes, spinning, winning. Chris Middleton doing his spinning. Brooke Lopez stepping beyond the three-point line. I think what's got to happen, you mentioned that scuffle. Somebody's got a meme the finals odds or championship odds on Trey Lyle's face and Brooke Lopez just got to punch it. You know, like that that scene at the end of, the, uh, of that game where Brooke Lopez got into it with Trey Lyles. I mean, why should they not be the favorites? Right. It's, it's just because they're the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you think it's like almost San Antonio Spurs-like in their dynasty run where they're always racking up, uh, you know, obviously great regular seasons, but... You know, despite winning championships and having great talent, uh, we're, we're a lot of the times not the favorites or we're overlooked. Maybe the small market, maybe just because we come accustomed to it. Is there some similarities there with these uh, these bucks of the last couple of years? Definitely. They're probably not the sexiest title contender. Having actually won a championship sometimes hurts you from a perspective standpoint, but I'm a task. It's kind of hilarious that they're not actually uh, the title favorites yeah. right now. They've got the best team. They've got the best player. They've won a title before. Since January 1st, second best in defense, 13th in offense. That's not great. 13th in offense. Since February 1st, as Middleton's minutes have been ticking up, second best defense, sixth in offense. They are such a resilient team. They've got depth. They've got chemistry. But they've also been one of the best teams in the league for five straight seasons. So much like the Spurs... Maybe people want to see something new, and maybe there are more people yep. in Massachusetts who are going to put down a, a, a wager upon their team. Middleton, uh, season-high 31 last night uh, against the Kings. Nine assists as well, 9 of 15 from the floor, hit five threes, made all of his free throws. Uh, I bring that up because you said it. They have the best player in the world probably in Giannis. They have the best team record-wise. They've won a title already. There's that too. So there's no like, oh, can they do it when the brights get lighter in the playoffs? Well, yeah, we know they can. But I think too, with Middleton coming around now, obviously getting his reps in, him, Giannis, Drew, and Brooke Lopez, the level he's playing at right now too, and he had another good game, you know, before getting into it with Trey Lyles, getting tossed. Is there a team with a better four when they're playing at their peak? in the league than those four spread across all the positions too. It's like every, it's like almost collect them all. Like you're collecting cups from the gas station. Uh, it's, you got the point guard. You've got obviously oh, two, your three bigs in Middleton, Giannis and Brooke. Is there another team with at that level when those guys are playing like they are right now <laughs> that can match them? I can't really, you know, that used to be obviously the Warriors thing when KD was with them. Not any longer. You're probably struggling to find the fourth. Uh, in, in like you're talking yourself into a pool or something like that. No, Suns have on. a pretty good top four. One of them is hurt right now, though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they should be the favorites. Uh, I had the poll up on Twitter this morning. No dunks. Inc. is our Twitter account. It, nearly 82% say, yeah, true. Bucks should be the favorites. And I even think to add to this, because they're the number one seed, I mean, they should be the favorites to come out of the East because we said it all season long. The, the Celtics are going to have to play the Sixers. Not that they can't beat them. Not that the Celtics can't beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. Because they're really, really good. They're struggling right now, of course, after losing last night, too. But they got to go to war against each other. So it's like there is just an easier path, too, for a number one seed in Milwaukee. So they should be the favorites. Oh, yeah, they absolutely should be the favorites. And give it a week, and that will probably be the yeah. case. But if you're the Celtics, you say the Sixers can never beat us. 0-3 this yeah, season yeah. and a long history of taking it to Embiid. They also won a Game 7 on the road last year, beating the Heat. So if you're the Celtics, you're saying, yeah, we can also go on the road and win a Game 7. Uh, obviously, you want to have the number one seed going forward. I would say the only concern, really, for the Bucks is that they don't really have the most athletic team out there. Mm -hmm. And that could be a problem if they get into maybe a small ball sort of deal against a Celtics team who can play pretty fast when they want to. Step. But they go by the their leader, and obviously their leader is stepping up here. As as yeah, you know, the Celtics can turn it on here at the end of the season. Obviously, they're not doing the little things like they didn't do against the Rockets last night. But with Giannis leading your way, he, you just have no choice but to come along for the ride. <laughs> I mean, they are playing harder, stronger, and they get better as games go on. I mentioned that 80-point second half yesterday because Giannis didn't stop the entire game. That was freaking impressive how they all took turns. Here, now it's your turn, Chris Middleton. Now it's your turn, Brooke Lopez. And they're all stepping up. Yeah, they're looking for their fifth guy, for sure. They're, they're, they're looking. Can it be Joe Ingles? Can it be Jay Crowder? Can it be Grayson Allen? As he had a nice little cherry pick at the end of that game there. <laughs> uh, they, they're just so stacked. And, yeah, they just, they just continue to fight through. And last year, 
Brooke Lopez came on after playing only 11 games in the regular season. They're doing that perfectly with Chris Middleton. I mean, he looks like Chris Middleton. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a friggin' all-star out there. So he's their number two guy. Yeah, they, sh- they should be. They're just overlooked. What would you think about the scuffle at the end here? Where I guess, according to the Kings, they didn't like how Giannis was dribbling. Out the clock, right? According to Mark Spears, several kings said after the game that they took exception to Giannis's slow and angled dribbling. Yes. (laughs) So that they were mad they blew the game in the second half. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I thought the refs were mad that Trey Lyles did that because the game should have been over. So they're like, get out of here. Brooke Lopez, get out of here. You've never been kicked out of a game before this season. Now it's happened twice. He's pointing like crazy. Uh, there's just some frustration there. Nothing really happened. Well, right. And Brooke is saying, like, I mean, you can read his lips. Like, he's sticking up for his superstar. Yeah, he's Giannis got to. Because Trey Lyles is taking offense to Giannis the way he's dribbling. And, uh, you know, there's pushing and shoving. And then Brooke coming to his defense. And a lot of throat grabbing going on right now. You don't sort mess of with league. Brooke. Huh? Trey got a little, he got a little personal. Trey Lyles got a little too close. He it, Brooke would have just gone nose to nose. But Lyles raised his hands. And so then Brooke grabbed a throat. That's all that happened. Trey Trey got a little too aggressive, I think. But you know you know why these Bucks are sort of like the Warriors of the last few years and even the Spurs. Basketball is secondary to them in a way. Like they have they've got a great locker room and they've just they they're they're they've got their priorities straight. Brooke Lopez saw a clip of him yesterday. He was on uh, Thanasa Tetacumpo's podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. Thanasi has a podcast. Yeah. Fanalytics. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called? Yeah. He's got great, great guests. Great wow. guests. All right. Vin Baker came on there, okay. uh, talked about his alcohol abuse. Yeah. Uh, very good guests. Uh, Brooke Lopez went on there. Yeah. Said the best movie of all time is... Star Wars? The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. yeah, great pick. He said every movie can, be, great, can be built on that movie. And he went into it. <laughs> okay. He just he explained it, how he's frightened by it. But he also absolutely loves it. Anyways, I think so that locker room so is just light and So the priorities are right because yeah. they're focusing on the classic movies <laughs> and not the basketball court. Yeah, they're they're this clear. They got their priorities straight, man. <laughs> um, just a fun stat from Statitudes. The Bucks trio there of Giannis, Middleton, and Brooke, they combined for 100 points last night. The only other starting front court over the last 25 seasons to score at least 100 points in a game. You guys want to take a guess at it? It happened in December 2022. December 2020. <laughs> so this recent. year, this season. Yes. The only front court to score 100 points. Yeah. In the last 25 seasons. Uh, uh, jazz. No, no. Crazy one. The Cavs, I doubt it's, it. It's tough because the third player that was in on the mix with these two superstars. Um, Lakers. Nuggets? Lakers. Oh, nice. Lakers. Okay. Anthony okay. Davis, LeBron James, and Lonnie Walker the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird one. Noted big guy. Yeah, so they're uh, three, four, five there, <laughs> combining for over 100. They did 104 in that December game, but uh, Bucks trio did it last night. Uh, just to slip in the Warriors here a little bit because they were on that graphic. Nice graphic, by the way, JD. I really like the work you did there. A little animation on that. Nobody's angry with that. Uh, but they beat the Suns 123-112, and uh, they got their eighth straight victory at home. Clay Thompson was lights out. Um, 33 of his 38 in the first half. Bombing threes. Steph Curry at 23, 7, and 5. And I keep bringing this up, Tess, because i got to give you credit. Looney, once again, really good in this. Uh, 9 points, 10 boards, 5 assists. You know, Aiton got his numbers too, but Curry does seem to be like playing him a little bit more and has figured out that he is important <laughs> to this team. He knows that. I mean, Steve Curry knows his team. But uh, any thoughts from the Warriors beating the Suns there last night? Yeah, it's winning time, so Kevon Looney's got to get into the starting lineup. They need to win games. This is, there's no more waiting around for Wiggins to see if he comes back when he comes back. So they throw Looney into the starting lineup. What a wild ride for Clay Thompson. Scorching hot, and then in the third quarter couldn't hit a free throw. Strange, <laughs> strange yeah. game for him. But, yeah, they continue this streak at home. And, yeah, the Suns now got to go play the Bucks. So, a lot, yeah, some chatter about whether the Suns will, will dip in the standings. Yeah, both these two teams are teams that, Teams at the top are extremely frightened about, and sure, sh- and sure, sh- and sure, and should and should be a hundred percent. But yeah, it's nice to see the uh, the old Clay game. You know, once a playoff series, if he can do that, can turn a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might save it till a game six. Game six, Clay. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Well, I would be a little nervous if I'm the Suns because the Warriors own Chris Paul historically for about a decade at this point. They did last night, and right now they're in the four or five. Yeah, the Sun or the Warriors haven't been great on the road, but. 
I'm not necessarily convinced that a Suns team led by Chris Paul will keep it together down the stretch, so that's a little extra intrigue added here. I will say, though, that in Game 6 of the Finals last year, Kevon Looney came off the bench. That's the great thing about Looney. He is very flexible. Yeah. If he needs yeah. to start, he starts. If he needs to come off the bench, no problem. He's going to do his thing regardless. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see Curry back down Chris Paul and then clearly say, this isn't 2014 anymore when they lost to the Clippers in a first-round series. Things have changed. He ain't 25 anymore. He's 35. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it still. Uh, all right, next one well, here. One quick thing about uh, the Celtics versus the Rockets. Does Joe Mazzulla have a second end-of-game play? Uh, no, it's, it's Tatum time, baby. It, well, it's one, it's one play. Play, I know. They, they enter well, they like how they, to it's Smart or to White. It's worked twice, did not work yeah. this time. Uh, pretty good defense by Jabari Smith, yeah. I thought, on Tatum, though he still did get to the rim. Robert Williams, though, five straight missed games with a hamstring. Hamstrings obviously are a lingering injury, and that is going to be the problem uh, for the Celtics. They got out-rebounded last night by the Rockets. 48 to 38. Mm -hmm. They're going to be coming up against a couple of really big teams in the playoffs, assuming they meet up either with the Bucks or with the Sixers. So Robert Williams, get healthy and stay healthy, which is a big ask. Big, big ask for him, unfortunately. All right, next one here. According to Woj, uh, Grizzly star John Morant has entered a counseling program in Florida. This uh, broke on Monday, yesterday. Uh, Morant has been away from the team for the past 10 days, and there is still no timetable for his return. This is very difficult for you to answer, I get that. But after last night's win in Dallas, which was a nice solid win from the Grizz, they only have 15 regular season games left. That's it. And then the playoffs will be here for them. So true or false, again, just go with your gut, John Morant won't play another game this season. True or false, Trey, you get it started. I guess my gut says false. Okay. I think he'll play again, but I, I think it's definitely possible that we don't see Ja again this season. Just the fact that he's going to a treatment program that's out of state kind of suggests that the Grizzlies and Ja are addressing something that's more than just partying in a nightclub. Uh, There's only three weeks left of the season, which I suppose is enough time to complete whatever steps the Grizzlies have set forth for Ja, recondition and get back to playing. But, I mean, this feels like a big deal that Ja is going far away from the team to address something off the court. So there is time, I suppose, for him to get back, but it wouldn't be a surprise if he's done this year. I do think he plays again. Obviously, that's yeah, just a total guess. Yeah. But it's all about the NBA conducting its own investigation. So as you as you said, Skeets, the NBA is definitely involved here. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They're conducting an investigation. The Grizzlies have said initially he's away for two games. He's away for another four games. He's at five of those six games missed right now. Right. And so they haven't put a a timeline on it, but the NBA may, in coordination here with the Memphis Grizzlies, they may say after conducting its own investigation about bringing either a gun into their locker room, uh, which the NBA does not allow, into the visitor's locker room, or onto the airplane, which the NBA does not allow, although Colorado's an open carry state, but businesses have freedoms. We're a country of laws. We're a country of freedoms. But the NBA says no. Uh, So here we are. Five games missed, and I think the league can say he's suspended for 10 games, and the five will be retroactively accounted for. Mm-hmm. So there, there may be a suspension, but I think the five games will play into it. Again, who who knows? As Trey said, it's bigger than uh, maybe just uh, a clubbing situation, and yeah. that's and it's a good yeah. thing that they're dealing with it. And you know, further reporting from The Athletic says that he has been talking to his teammates yep. via video, via phone. So I don't think he's not, like, gone from the situation. Yeah, Coach Jenkins had a little bit to say about this, too, Grizzlies coach. He said, quote, there is a lot of internal dialogue going on, and obviously there are still things going on at the league level as well that we're in communication about. I think that was uh, – um, I think that speaks to, of course, the league is involved with the Grizzlies and John Morant and his team somehow. Um I guess my gut says, unfortunately true, that maybe we don't see him, and that's totally fine as long as he's like getting his shit together. We also just don't know what the expectations are of Morant before he can return to this team, and we don't know if the program that he has entered uh, is part of like the team's plan for him. Is it the league sort of mandate, you know, sort of like secret mandate that they want him to do this? Is it John Morant on himself seeking it out? Uh, 
it's probably a combo of all three, and you would hope it maybe would be. Um, but there's not a lot of regular season left. Could he be back? Of course he could. But I guess if I have to pick one, I'm going to say not. The poll, people are pretty split on this one. Uh, 54% agree with you guys and say false, that we will see John Morant uh, this year. I guess you could then. I mean, it would be a little weird maybe if he came back for the playoffs, <laughs> like just straight into game one. So probably regular season. So 46% or so say Nah, true. Maybe we don't see him until next year. And so as we'll you went through the the suspensions for prior guns in the locker rooms, who knows where that gun was? But as far as guns in the NBA goes, I mean, he has served. Like if we're using that as sort of a benchmark, he's served five. If you want to look at it that way, right? Yeah, so it's close. I, uh, Sebastian Telfair. Uh, got suspended for bringing a loaded gun onto the plane. That was two games. Steven Jackson was another one for firing a gun at a strip club in the parking lot. That was seven games. So we are getting about to that mark right now. Yep. We will wait and find out. All right. Back to basketball. Another night. Another close game for Miami. Jimmy Butler scored 24 points. He led seven Miami players in double figures as the Heat held off the Jazz 119 115. Uh, we watched a good chunk of this one on playback. Definitely down the stretch there. Nice play from Bam to say no, no and secure the victory. It was Miami's 24th win by five points or less this season. They play a lot of these clutch games, right? Games that are within five points in the final five minutes. Actually, it's the Heat and the Jazz who have played the most in the league. So here they are. They've got Lowry back. They pull this one out. True or false, Tass, no one wants to play the Miami Heat in a first-round playoff series. I know the thing to say is true. This is a veteran team. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but I'm going to say false. I think there are five better teams in the East, in the Bucs, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs, and Knicks. Those are better teams. I think people would be more scared of those five teams. And I'll say, I think the Nets, equally as scary as the Miami Heat, even if they're young and they don't have a Jimmy, and they don't even have a BAM. I think their offense is better than the Miami Heat's, even if they don't have a Jimmy. And if there's anything that Jimmy doesn't play well against, it's it's length. And this, the, the Nets have a lot of that. And it may sound stupid to put them on the same level as the Miami Heat. But I don't think that offense, Lowry may help. I hope Kyle Lowry comes back to, to get to his regular self. He kind of looked like his disruptor, getting his, his hands in there type self yesterday. But... This offense is not scary. It's just not. So you say not false. scared. You say false. Not scared. What do you say? I don't think anyone should be scared. No one should be scared of the Heat. And there's really only two teams that are going to play them. They're either going to get the Celtics or they're going to get the Bucks. I think Miami's going to be the proverbial tough out come playoff time. But look at what they've done this season: fourteen and twenty on the road. They're going to be starting on the road. They're going to have a game seven on the road should they get there. Boston eliminated Miami last year. Milwaukee eliminated them the year before. So let's take a look at this season's numbers. Miami 2-2 two and two against Boston. One of the wins was in overtime two days after the Celtics beat them. The other win was when they ha- the Celtics had no Jalen Brown, no Marcus Smart, no Al Horford, and were on the second night of a back-to-back. As for the Bucks, 2-2 two and two against them as well. But neither Giannis or Middleton played in either of Miami's wins, I think, Miami probably has a better chance against Boston just because they don't have the size to hang with the Bucks. Last night, the Jazz out-rebounded Miami 48-37. to They got 16 offensive rebounds. They play three tiny guys almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Even Bam is not a big, big. It's going to be Kevin Love alongside him a lot of the time. Caleb Martin as well will get time at the four. But Bam has had just double-digit rebounds once since the All-Star break. They're 27th in three-point percentage. And they're terrible in seasons that end in an odd number. 2015, they missed the playoffs. 2016, went to the second round. 2017, missed the playoffs. 2018, lost in the first round. 2019, missed the playoffs. 2020, they lose in the finals. 2021, lose in the first round. 2022, lost in game seven of the conference finals. 2023, they're going to lose in the first round. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Well, they're the seventh seed right now. They're a game and a half up on the Hawks. They're three back from the Nets and Knicks, so it looks like they might have to get their way in, in the play-in. Though if they play the Hawks in a 7-8 matchup, well, that'll be Miami. That's a win. Destroying Atlanta. So, yeah, then they would have a 2-7 matchup. 
could be the Bucks, could be the Celtics, still could be the 76ers if they get up there. Um, it will be a tough, tough battle. I think this might be true, though, because I wasn't like, true or false, uh, those three teams at the top of the East should be terrified of Miami. I said no one wants to play them. If I have a pick of all those other playing teams, I'm taking the Hawks, the Raptors, the Bulls, maybe the Wizards. I mean, all these crap mid-teams. Definitely over a Miami Heat team, who at least have an identity... Yeah, they got some shortcomings, but uh, obviously a vet team and have gone through some reps. I think it would be a tough series. Now, I will push back on that, though, and I've said this before, that... You're pushing back on yourself? I am, because I actually... (laughs) I've said this before. I love a team that has championship aspirations. I love when they're tested in a first-round series. I think it's the best thing that can happen to them a lot of the time. To be like a little wake-up call, like, oh, yeah. Not just like a 4-0 walk-over-this-garbage-team sweep. That's fine, because, like, you play less games... Less wear and tear on your body. I get that. Some more rest for the second round. Sure. But I don't mind, like, getting punched in the mouth a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, this is the playoffs. Like, this isn't going to be easy. And uh, we've seen that happen before. So I guess what I'm getting at is, like, maybe playing the Miami Heat in the first round if you're the Bucks or the Celtics or the Sixers and you probably beat them could be a good thing, though, as you get ready to move on. So Iron we'll sharpens see. iron. Yeah. It's 2020. The Heat beat the Bucks in the playoffs. First round, 2021, the Bucks swept them, went on to win the NBA championship. Also, the Miami, the uh, the Boston Celtics beat the Heat in the conference finals last year. Went to the finals. Probably you do want to play the Heat because yeah. you'll go to the finals. Yeah, sure. Get you ready. Uh, the votes on this one: 57 percent. If we round up, say false. So no one really scared of Miami. Would you take them 44%. over in a series against the Knicks? Unlikely to happen, but it could happen. Would Would so, you take the Heat versus if, the Knicks? I mean, obviously everyone's picking tough. the Bucks, Celtics, 76ers over this Heat team if they play. The questions are the Cavs, Knicks, and the Nets. Right. I, I, right. I, I would definitely, How do you rank those? I would ones? take yeah. the Cavs and Knicks over the Heat. Right. And then it's a coin flip, even with this super young Nets team, to me, because their offensive shortcomings. I would Just be. I would. De- I would be taking the Miami Heat over the Nets in a potential, very unlikely hypothetical first round series. But not the Cavs or the Knicks. That's that one. Cavs is questionable. That one's tough. That one's um, tough. I think that the Heat would have the best player on the court against every team, against, except for potentially the Cavs. Donovan Mitchell yeah. can kind of get to Jimmy's level. Yeah, the length is going to bother Jimmy. I think with mm-hmm. the the Cavs front line. I ain't worried about the Cavs personally. <laughs> we'll find out. Final one, guys. Uh, according to Shams. Our guy at The Athletic. The NBA and Players Association are close to an agreement that would create a minimum games played requirement for regular season awards, such as MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so on. But while both sides are in agreement about this concept, they have yet to determine an actual figure for the number of games that you would have to play. Would it be 58? Would it be 60? 65? 70? Something crazy like that? Uh, We don't know, but in theory... They might agree with this in, uh, in sort of like the collective bargaining agreement. You would have to hit a certain amount of games played to win one of these awards, maybe even make all NBA teams. True or false, though, Trey, you get us started. The NBA doesn't need this. They don't need a games played threshold for these awards. It's both true and false. Okay, go on. They don't need it because the threshold already exists. Bill Walton is the only guy to win an MVP with less than 70 games played, and that was in 1978 on top of the world as were the Grateful Dead but they do need it because the optics of doing something with regards to load management you can easily foresee a future where the threshold is 58 games to align with the scoring title but I think this will have more of an impact for all NBA voting when there are 15 spots up for grabs rather than just one stop or one spot uh, atop uh, the award voting the thing that was interesting to me with regards to this, is that the Players Association approached the league about a threshold for for award voting kind of stuff because we're starting to hear a lot more now that it's the teams that are handing down the the load management schedules and that players really want to play. They're getting upset with the rest considering the fact that they're still getting injured at massive rates even though they're sitting out more games to elongate their careers. So I thought that part was interesting. Uh, And I think it'll be good that there's a little window dressing saying hey we're doing something because everybody knows the teams the players obviously the league that <laughs> to make the most money in this next deal they have to ensure that the best players are on the court as much as possible a games play threshold for nba awards isn't going to change players sitting out i don't think even if it gets to 70 which i i don't think that I don't they, think they, they would that come high. to that number yeah. i hope this is in coordination with talk about 
getting guys more rest. <laughs> I know they're sitting. I know we're not going to get to a point where we're reducing games, but I think we've got to reduce back-to-backs. That's the biggest thing. And what does that mean? If if we're not going to reduce games, I think that just means elongating the season. October 1, probably. Just to have another two and a half weeks, so those 13, 14, 15 back-to-backs that each team has go poof, go away. That's what has to happen. And you'll see get more guys play, and you'll see more teams say, okay, we're checking the schedule here. There isn't uh, as many load management games where you have to take off. This, this is just about guys playing. The players in these reports, uh, It's it, it was uh, C.J. McCollum, Chris Paul saying, this is about our team saying to us, we need to sit games. This isn't about us wanting to sit games. Right. So how does that get alleviated it's not because you throw this number out for an nba award hey you got to play 70 games i mean it's just it's unlikely that number one it would be that high number two it's just i think it's just b to b's just the back-to-backs is the biggest thing and i assume that we'll be talking uh regular season earlier not later we're not going into july but i think we'll be starting earlier i think that could happen and it should happen really if the games aren't going to be reduced do you think the league will add a minutes threshold to prevent players from just uh, checking in, getting that GP, are you with me? And then, uh, you know, play a couple minutes and then uh, take the night off. Now, that would tank their uh, their averages and yeah, stuff like that, averages. their stats, so I don't think they would need that. I don't think we need this. I'm with you, TK. I guess you could argue it's come up in other situations like rookie of the year races and maybe even defensive player of the year races, less so for MVP. It's just like we all agree you got to play a good chunk of the season to be considered the most valuable player. Uh, and, and outside of Bill Walton way back in the day, and you get rid of the shortened seasons, of course, yeah, you got to play 70 games. Like, you just have to. It's sort of the rule. Uh, though we're getting closer where a lot of the top guys will be, like, flirting with that, right? Where it will just become, they'll all be almost sort of ballpark Yep. that game's played, so I don't know what impact that has. But for that, we don't need it. I don't know. I guess I, I don't care. I think it will probably be fifty-eight. I don't fifty-eight or sixty, like to go with that scoring title um, eligibility that you have to hit to uh, to win to win that. Which what do you win <laughs> except the honor? You get a you bold get... number on your basketball reference. Yeah, page. well, that's nice. I, li- I like I like those bold numbers for sure. It's just another number we'll forget, really. Because it doesn't mean anything. If it, if it lines up with the 58 games minimum to win a scoring title, which it's just another thing that even us sickos will have to look up annually. Like, it just, it just, we, don't, we won't remember it. it. The 58 means nothing. The uh, vote on this one, similar to the last two. It's uh, basically a 55 to 45 split. Uh, people say false overall, though, that we really don't need this. So enough, more people are fine with it, adding some sort of, like, threshold i guess or eligibility games played uh the league and union by the way have until march 31st to reach an agreement on a new cba exercise their mutual opt-out of the current cba or once again extend the negotiating window which i think they've already extended twice yeah so that's what we call a fake deadline yes when when one of the options is we can push it back that's a good point i haven't seen any reporting though about donovan mitchell trash talking grant williams because i think this would have been the call Right. Right. Oh. He's a we got a we got a players union call coming up. <laughs> we might be talking about you missing those free throws. He missed the free throws. Mm. But I haven't seen any of the fallout. Maybe we can yeah, we'll need to see the minutes. Who is taking minutes <laughs> in this uh, call? Where did that come up? Goods and welfare who's at the, the end? Yeah, who's yeah. the secretary of the You know Chris union. Paul's taking minutes. Uh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's keeping notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's take our first break. Uh when we come back, the March Madness continues here for us this week, and we will fill out the East region of our no dunks bracket. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Back with the boys in the Classic Factory. Yesterday, we started filling out our No Dunks March Madness Bracket. You can join our pool by clicking that first link in our show notes. They're in the description. Get on in. I saw we had over 100 people filling out their brackets already. We'll figure out what we want to put on the line as a top prize. Anybody want a Chris Paul Rockets jersey? <laughs> Size small? May I interest you in Whoa. that? I'll sign it for you. Can wear it at the Final Four. <laughs> That's right, in Houston. Uh, yeah. So we started with the uh, South region yesterday. And uh, our first Final Four selection was the number one seeded Alabama. And I was looking at our picks going back, and I said, did we pick enough upsets? Oh, we picked enough. We picked three. Huh. We had the number nine seed. Over eight. Yep. We had the number 10 seed uh, win in a game or two in Utah State because we've been to Utah recently. We are diehard college basketball fans here. And uh, we had number 11 seed NC State going on an elite eight run. That was our, that was probably our craziest pick because we are all about the Wolfpack. <laughs> right? Oh! 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 Wolfpack of Carolina. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So, okay, yeah, we got three upsets. You think that's enough? You feel comfortable about that, Tess? Yeah. Okay, okay. They took out those bears in the uh, the round of 16, and that's fine by me. Okay. I wish we would have picked one more, Skeets. I wish we would have picked the Southeast Missouri St- Red Hawks okay. to upset the Alabama Crimson Tide because I just found out from my father-in-law that the head coach of Southeast Missouri State is the greatest basketball player in the history of my high school – a guy I grew up across the street from, oh. Brad Korn, wow. coaching Southeast Missouri to their first tournament appearance in 23 seasons. So they play oh. one. They play either they tonight play or tonight. Yeah, okay, wow. Six forty yeah. Eastern yeah. against Texas Corpus Christi. So I'm a big Semo fan. So they may not be in the tournament, but you're. They're you're in terrible. the tournament. Well, the tournament. This is the tournament. It starts <laughs> yeah. tonight. Dayton counts. Damn it. Let's see if they went. I thought you played against him, but he's a coach. I mean, you, I thought he no. was playing. I thought he was playing. No, 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 <laughs> no. no, no, no. He, he doesn't have a 20-year eligibility? No, no, he graduated two years ahead of me, but literally his name is Brad Korn. Yeah, oh, I'm putting, I've heard this well, name before. I'm putting before. some corn on some uh, Mr. Korn tonight. Yeah, to let's coach go Korn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a very tall, very skinny, very red-headed fella. Cornstock. A real corn stock out there. So let's go, Simo. <laughs> All right, let's go, Simo. Coach Corn? Get into the real Corn dance. to the core. Well, I'm making that shirt for tonight. I'm going to write it on this shirt. <laughs> All right, let's get started here in the East region. Okay. Got a big boy in the one seed here. The Purdue Boilermakers playing against the play-in winner between Texas Southern and... Florida Dominican University? I don't know. <laughs> FDU? Dominion? And, I have no idea. That could be. If you've got a, a high school teammate who's their coach, let us know. Uh, Purdue, though, is led by 7'4", Zach Eady. That's right. Oh, Canada. Likely national player of the year, it yeah, seems. Yeah, and a big yeah. old boy. 7'4". Raps all on his back. <laughs> He's bigger than British Columbia. He's 300 He's bigger pounds. than the Great Lakes combined. He looks like the whole of Manitoba <laughs> out there. What is that, a man or is that Paul Bunyan? <laughs> See, Canadian has American mythology. Uh, close enough. Yeah, okay. Minnesota. Uh, yeah, come on. We, we, got, we got it yeah, back. Purdue, Boilermakers, baby. Dwayner's a Boilermaker as well. So. This your father-in-law? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's an actual Boilermaker. What is that again? <laughs> well, he he helps build power plants, basically. Uh, yeah. That's right. That's yep. right. The boiling pots. Boiling uh, pots. 300-pound uh, man, Zach Eady. Looking forward to watching. Got a nice touch, though. Yeah. This guy's not a stiff. This guy has a nice game to him. Uh, and we were talking about it on playback. What did what did big country Bryant Reeves do back in the day for Oklahoma State? They went to the Final Four, didn't they? It's not the 90s, bro. I know, but mm. this guy plays like it's a little bit of a throwback, obviously. 7'4", he's, you know, he's around the rim. <laughs> yeah, if you've got a 7'4 guy who's the best player in the country and you can't beat a 16 seed, that's a problem. Well, yeah, that would be an issue. They're going to lose in the second round, but we'll get to that oh. in a little bit here. Who are they going to be playing? The Memphis Tigers. Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway, exactly right. Versus. Foul. Foul. 
Foul. Florida, Florida Atlantic. Atlantic. Florida yes. Atlantic yeah. University. The owls. Oh, the owls. The foul owls. <laughs> I mean, the foul I, owls. I would like to take Memphis in this matchup just because of Penny Hardaway. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. The owls are in the NCAA tournament for the second time in school history and the first time since 2002. Whoa, Ooh, it's, it's been, been a while. while. 21 years. Okay. I think this is going to be an up and down game from what I can tell. Oh, well, could go either Run and gun kind of game. Yeah, it sure looks like it. Uh, all right, let's go with Memphis. Though. Yeah, let's go with the Memphis take Tigers. Guys. Yeah. Let's go. All right, next, a 5-12 matchup. Always ripe for upsets. We got the Duke Blue Devils versus the Oral Roberts Mouths. Has Colgate ever played Oral Roberts? <laughs> in, a, in a teeth bowl? <laughs> in the crest bowl? Yeah. Uh, uh, unsure. Okay, so Duke... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a little alarming. It's a little weird sometimes to see Duke as a fifth seed. What? But they had a bad regular season and then just went on they went on a late run right where they I think they won their uh, Skynosis they NCAA won their tournament. Isn't that they won nine straight yeah yeah they're hot to end right the now. regular season and then won the conference tournament yeah, yeah. slow yeah. start I think they're like uh, 17 and 1 or something like that with their starters healthy <sighs> ooh but people also say the ACC had a down year. Mm. I also saw Jay Billis has Duke in the Final Four. Shocker. Oh, what a shock. Yeah, he went there. Yeah, but uh, Oral Roberts has a 179th strength of schedule rating. It's pretty low. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. They got a lot of wins, don't they? I love seeing all those wins right by them. But uh, I'm taking Duke. I'm not, I'm not happy about it. They, right? got a, they got a big seven-footer, too. Filipowski. That's his... Full name or his last name? <laughs> Kyle Filipowski. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> First name Philip, last name <laughs> Owski. I mean, I didn't know. I know nothing about this. All right, we're going Duke. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right, good stuff, I guess. The Tennessee <laughs> Volunteers versus Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good name. UL from the Belt Conference. <laughs> They've really been tightening the belt. Uh, Tennessee, I know, is a defensive stalwart, though perhaps they have some scoring troubles at times, I think they may be missing one of their top players right now. Mm. But defense often shows up in the tournament. Look at that. <laughs> Only 58 points per game. Whoa, whoa very tough season. to That's score very on. low. They very talk low. on defense. They know the game plan. Tass, you got a read on this oh, one? Oh, absolutely. Of course I have a read on this one. Yeah. Uh, the Volunteers beat Kansas, Texas, and Alabama, the big schools, by an average of 11 points per Per win. Wow, that's oh, this is, those are good teams. Yeah, they, they lost yeah a, a lot of games. I guess they lost to uh, teams yeah, below them. They play up. They play up or down to their competition. Looks like you're it. saying, well, that might be bad news. That might be uh, Maybe. falling into the exactly. hands of the raging Cajuns. Could be it. Overlook them. No, they were raging so hard. <laughs> well, these Cajuns are wild. We're, we're, what are we doing? We want chalk on this boring, or are we taking the raging Cajuns? We'll get some upsets later. It feels like right, I, you know, the Boilermakers <laughs> are going to get knocked down. We got a Marquette coming up. Well, yeah, they're too seed. good. They're too good. Yeah, we'll see you later. Uh, okay, so, so you, you want Tennessee? Is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, all right. Kentucky. Let the record show I will not be cheering for them. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Raging Cajuns nickname. It, it would be fun to cheer to for cheer a Cajun. For yeah. yeah, okay, anyway. Uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. You ever heard of them versus the Providence Friars? Uh, yeah, okay. It's, uh, well, we don't We're even... We're analyzing here. The people are still running the numbers in the background. They say, Oscar Tashibwe. How are How is the Friars going to keep him off the glass? Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm not National a college basketball fan, season. but but every single NBA player I like comes from Kentucky, so it feels like my college. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I got my Bookers and my Shays and my Jamals, and so I have to cheer for Kentucky. Big, Big blue. blue Nation, baby. Big Blue Nation. Yeah, that's me. Always has been. <laughs> this guy loves this. I like purple, actually. But, I do love purple. Yeah, they're coming up next. So. Yeah, purple. It'll be fun to take chalk here into the round of 32. And oh, then, we're going and full chalkers. And it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And then you just turn it around in the round of 16. All right. Kentucky. We have to take Kentucky. We can't cheer for all right. Friars. All right. Great. Well, we better take USC coming up pretty soon. Okay. <laughs> just just eyeballing things. We need an upset here. Okay, okay stop opening this. I yeah, guess we're done. Yeah, we're yeah, done on analysis. Yeah, they're like, you don't know anything anyway. Yeah. Why are you looking at these numbers? Yeah, right. It's all matchups, <laughs> baby. Uh, Kansas State, also a wildcat, yeah, if too I'm many not wild mistaken. Yep. Montana State looks like it could be a wildcat of some sort. Is it? Uh, that looks like a cat. Could be a lynx. It's a bob. Could be a okay uh, bobcat. There you go. Cat versus cat. You more of a wildcat or a bobcat? I'm going with Jerome Tang of Kansas State. Great name. I like it. Is he a good player or just? <laughs> I like no, it. he's a he's a coach. 
Oh, oh. Mm. Just figured that out. He's smart though. <laughs> no, right, that's another well, coach. <laughs> I mean, part part of this part of this write up I'm reading on the Athletic here said plus young rising stars. Then I saw Jerome Tang, but it's young rising stars in the coaching profession, oh, like on. Jerome Tang <sighs> and Dusty May of Florida Atlantic. Uh, coaching though does matter in college. I'm I'm riding with Tang. <laughs> All right. Would a bobcat Sipping beat a wildcat though in in the in nature? What cat would come out on top? A wildcat, a wildcat 100%. Yeah, it's much bigger, I believe. I have bobcat. no idea, a but a bob... I'll look it up. I think, would, I think a bob... Uh, who wins? Bob's not big. I think a bobcat is shockingly smaller. smaller than you think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very who small, the, I think. But are you telling me that a bobcat isn't just a a more drilled-down version of a wildcat? You know, like squares and rectangles? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like has been all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Like has been domesticated. It's a well, domesticated wildcat. I'm just saying it's like the same thing, cat, right? Wildcat contains all of the different cat species. Okay. So I'm like a bobcat, a lynx, a cougar. They would all file fall underneath wildcat. I might be wrong. Is a is a yeah. wildcat a mountain lion? Because if it is, a mountain lion would defeat a bobcat, according to this one website. <laughs> Though, yeah, I think though, you're right, though, 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 a bobcat th- will take down much larger apex predators. I think so you're. I think Trey wildly. is right in that it uh, contains a larger category. I'm seeing a cheetah, a clouded leopard, a cougar, a jaguar, a leopard, mm. a lion, a snow leopard, a sunda clouded leopard, a tiger. <laughs> um, but and then I see a list of small wild cats. Cougar's not there, so I think it's still bigger than a cougar. I mean, a bobcat. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, who do we take? Kansas State? We're in yeah. on Kansas okay, State good. right good. now. It's carnivorous. Good. All right, Michigan State Spartans versus the USC Trojans. Wasn't that like a classic uh, battle in Greek mythology? The Trojans? Spartans versus the, the Trojans? We'll get them. <laughs> wow. It's a Trojan horse here. Yeah, it's going to be a Trojan horse situation. <laughs> I think we should take uh, at least one upset here. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah, it. I think we got to take a 10. Yeah, okay, took, great. Yeah, Michigan we, State always great in the tournament, unfortunately. But yeah, just ride them. Ride them, Michigan em? State. Yeah, 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 ride them. We'll, 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 we'll get to the stuff. We'll get to the stuff. Get to the stuff. Okay, stuff Michigan State, want. do it. Do it. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, hey, our matchup analysis is back. But guess what, Michigan State, you're going on, I guess. Nice. Marquette or Vermont? Yeah, of course. We're going chalk. Oh, wow. Rock, chalk, Marquette, hawk? I think I think Ket is, uh, is going all the way. Wow. A lot of people have Marquette the into the final four. Yeah. I've seen Can't that do it. for sure. Marquette, wow, we just did a freaking chalk, first round chalk. Yeah, but the odds of that happening are like very low, I think. For one region? <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably yeah. doesn't happen that often. Yeah, but people probably didn't research as much into yeah, the yeah. wildcat bobcat yeah, yeah. <laughs> situation <laughs> to come to their conclusions. Uh, speaking of cats that are wild, we've got the Purdue Boilermakers, a one seed versus the number eight seeded Memphis Tigers. In the round of 32 matchup. See, here we go. We're Team Cats. We're Team Cats. This is our first big upset. This is our first big upset. Uh, Styles make fights, Skeets. I saw Purdue is in the 300s for rank with regards to pace, whereas Memphis, I think, is like a top 50 pace school. Run and gun. Those Purdue guards aren't going to be able to keep up. Nor will Zach It's a lot to ask ask of Zach. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. right. And I saw somebody in the stream team yesterday said... Uh, that when the Penn State Nittany Lions went to a press against Purdue, they had a lot of trouble dealing with the increased athleticism. Hmm. So we're okay. rolling with right. Memphis, Memphis right now. Okay. How about Duke versus Tennessee? Uh, got no read on this one. No read? But I'm going to – I like a – I don't mind the idea of a hot team right now. Give me Duke. It's upset round. Let's go. It's an upset. Okay. Uh, five over four. I like it. Okay. Duke peaking. We got a nice blue game coming up there. In the elite, sweet. Uh, sweet sixteen. All right, Kentucky, Kansas State, Wildcats versus Wildcats. We're screwed. We got no takes here. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is tough. Wow, wow, Wildcat versus Wildcat. <sighs> Big Blue Nation versus the Purple People Eaters. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've always liked both these teams in filling out brackets over the years. I don't know why. Sure. Yeah. I think I uh, I take these teams a lot, but now I'm forced to pick one. I got to stick with Kentucky, but you guys can out. Yeah, I'm happy to want. go Kentucky. Looks like upset uh, looks like upset round. <laughs> I think upset we can round. go all the way with all upsets this round. <laughs> looks like Kansas State has a lot of young players. First oh. year transfers looking at this Kay. year. So we want to take some vets. Although we got young and up-and-coming coach Jerome Tang leading Kansas State. <laughs> I, I like... 
I like the upset here Ooh. of Kentucky. Kansas State has a decent record against top uh, teams. Looks like though. a good matchup. That does look like a good matchup. Hope we get it. <laughs> Hope to see it on the weekend. This one. Oh, big time! Yeah, Wildcat versus Wildcat will be just meowing into our phones to each other, sending voice All right, notes. Kentucky through. through, and then it sounded like you're high on Marquette Tass. This is you're not even Absolutely. thinking twice. This is gonna be a 15 point victory. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a preseason pick to go all the way. They have, uh, they're following through. They're following all right, through. Eagles, let's go, Cat. Golden Eagles, right? Okay, okay. Wow, this is a nice final four here in this bracket. Memphis Duke and Kentucky Marquette. Oh, bring your blue jerseys. Some big names here. Memphis versus Duke, the eight seed versus the five seed. Memphis, Penny Hardaway, Duke, John Shire. Man, where do you want to go? Uh, what Duke's got Duke's peaking. They got a big guy. They got a new coach. Win one for Coach S. <laughs> or win one for Coach Penny. I like. Wow. I like, uh, see, I'm I, I'm tired of at this point now. I'm tired of Duke. So let's go Memphis. <laughs> was too, we can't yeah, have too much Duke in our get, life. We can't have too much Duke. What in are we, life. Doug Miller? Shout out Doug to Doug. Miller. Hope you got the beard still, Doug. You look great with it. Yeah, I'll bet you a beard they lose this game. <laughs> no, that's not, not a real bet. Not a real bet, Doug. <laughs> All right, Kentucky Wildcats, Marquette Golden Eagles. That's what they are, I think. Right? I think yeah, so. Nice. Ooh. Classic matchup here. Uh, well, Tass has had Marquette circled since the preseason. Yeah, he had eyes on them early. Yeah, and yeah. Like, this is great. I don't want to go against it. Let's this go Marquette. Let's go Marquette coming out of this, This actually. is going to be a really good basketball game. Yeah, if we take Marquette to beat Memphis here, this would be three upsets in this bracket as well, I do believe. So, okay, sounds three, good. We're the, good we're percent. The, I, like we're the, I like it. All right, Marquette through to the Final Four. Marquette is our second Final Four team versus Alabama. Joining the yeah. Alabama Crimson Tide. All right, so we got a one and two. A one and two. It's good to not have a one and one right there. Like I don't want to spoil oh, anything. Sorry, buddy. Oh, jeez. Um, All good. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, and we have two more regions to fill out. We'll do it on Wednesday and Thursday's show. But are we gonna get? Are we going to get crazy in one of the regions? Are we going to have a, you know, a, a plus six seed go into the final four? You know, maybe even a plus ten. One of these, one of these twelve or thirteen seeds, just make it a Cinderella run. Does the slipper fit? <laughs> it really makes you think. When will the clock strike midnight for these teams? Uh, I can see us getting a little spicy here in the Midwest region, Skeets. Okay. I see Houston as the number one seed. And Houston, to me, not a traditional powerhouse in NCAA circles. No, they're not. But I, I did say when we were setting all this up, I think they're like Vegas favorites. Oh, my. Maybe. And, and oh, you know, it's in end. Houston. They want to play in front of their own crowd. I don't know. You're right. It's a lot of pressure on a team. A lot of pressure on a okay. team. So what are we doing? Midwest tomorrow? Was Midwest tomorrow. Right. We'll also be talking about Kennesaw State. That's our That's our pick. <laughs> That's our Cinderella. 14 seed going to the final four. Yep. I love it. There we go. Okay, Kennesaw State. Tune in tomorrow. We're, we're, we're picking them a lot. Putting them yes. a lot. We're That's pretty cool. It's nice to have a local team. Yeah. 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 Why time. not? Big Why time. not, huh? 14. Hey, maybe Georgia Tech going forward with Damon Stoudemire. Oh, it's a nice hire. Yeah. See you down at the pavilion. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's take our final break. We got two more days of this, but uh, it's getting better. I'll tell you that. It was more fun than yesterday. But a lot of shit was going wrong yesterday. <laughs> Mugs were being broken. Phones were going off. Uh, it was wild. We'll take our final break. And when we come back, uh, pick them results and a very, very funny tweet of the night. Don't go anywhere. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite-free. You see this? 
this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight? Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news here from the football world. Aaron? From the athletic. Excuse me? Aaron? Huh? <laughs> did, Aaron I air, did I air in what I said about Aaron? The biggest story. Roger? No. Roger, come in. No, Roger. No, football. Football. Oh, oh, the beautiful yeah. game. Yeah. Aaron. No, that's football. That's my game. Anyway, yeah, football. Okay, what's happening? Well, no, it doesn't Who's matter. coming to America? Who's, uh, Messi Rogers. coming to America? No, the 2026 World Cup is going to have 104 games in total. You believe that? They're expanding Yeah. from 32 to 48 participating teams. Not enough games. And originally it was going to be 16 groups of three teams with the top two advancing, but they're going to do groups of four. They're going to continue with that, but just so many. 104 games. So the first round 39 is, days! The first round just becomes even more of a... Who cares? Well, no task. <laughs> Come on. No. Oh, give me a break. What are you talking about? The last, the last games in a lot of the group stages or the first round stages were really entertaining in terms of like you got a goal differential win. Oh, yeah, so let's reduce that by increasing <laughs> the amount of teams. Let's be honest here. It happens It happens in, the, in major tournaments where you have too many teams. Too many teams. 48 participating teams. But this one's here. Oh, yeah. Can't be wait to watch these them. Games. Yeah, yeah. States, Canada, and Mexico. They're all sharing. 2026. Uh, that's from The Athletic. Oh, 2026. Wait, right. what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Great Jets? Question, he's huh? still in deprivation. No. A deprivation <laughs> I tank. I thought it was four days. No, he's out. Yeah. Okay. Trey Wingo said he's going to the Jets, but nothing has happened yet. And people are like, come on, man. You said this wasn't going to take forever. You weren't uh... going to draw it out. But the guy likes being the center of attention. Mm. Too bad it's over for him, and he's completely washed. Ooh. It's put, done. Sorry, Packers fans. Put your, your time is over. 30 years on top, no longer. <laughs> put, <laughs> said from a Bears fan. I love it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, put him in the World Cup. We had a, such a successful World Cup, uh, despite everything else going on before the tournament. Why do you have to increase the amount of teams money, just to have money, more money, people money, there? Money, it's unfortunate. Money. I mean, we're, we're seeing it in other tournaments, too. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, too There's many. There's 20 teams in the NBA tournament now. 68 <laughs> teams in the 64-team tournament for NCAA. More games, you know, more teams, more interest. I can see why money. a team, the top two teams in a division wouldn't want these three-team divisions because there's higher chance that they don't advance. Mm. Some some random yeah. event happening. But the four teams, that's okay. Yeah. And the same teams are going to advance. Let's just have another team slotted in the four slot. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. You know it and I know I'm it. I'm glad I brought this up. I didn't know you had such strong sucker. Well, it's, it's, hap- it's happening takes. in the FIBA World Cup, too. There's, there's too many teams. Too many dicks on the dance floor and too many teams in the tourney. That's what Fred Van Vliet said. <laughs> he did? Yeah, he calls the basketball floor a dance floor, and he said there's too many referees that are dicks. <laughs> All right, pick'em results. Last night was the Suns-Warriors game. Golden State, they were uh, favored by four and a half points. I picked them, and they covered. Good job, Golden State. I needed it. I'm four and five. You guys had the Suns as the dogs, and uh, that's an L. Task three and six. Trey, six and three. Tonight's game task, we do not have a graphic for, so paint the picture, please. Well, we have an eight-game night in the association. Uh-huh. Speaking of uh, that prior topic, dicks. Raptors are facing the Nuggets again <laughs> when they got Scott Foster. Hopefully, Fred Van Vliet takes care of that. That's not our game, though. We're going the old 9-10 matchup. Oh! Increasing the number of teams in the tournament, baby. Pel- yeah. Pels hosting the Lakers. It's an important one. They have the exact same record going in. Pels are favored by one and a half at home, so it's essentially a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. Skeets, you and I think the Pels will take care of business and win at home by two or more. You got the Lake Show there, Trey. I mean, the Lakers are better. They're playing incredibly well, and they're getting points. I was kind of surprised that the Lakers were available for a pick today. That's, to be that's quite what honest. caught me. That made me think, what's going on here? That's exactly what I thought too. Like, how are they the favorites here? We'll see. It's basically a pick em, so whoever wins this game, that is big in terms of the playing, for sure. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. 
Yeah, we got pictures for this one, so if you're listening on the podcast, this is a must-tune into YouTube, because you're going to want to see the set photos that were released from FX's The Sterling <laughs> Affair. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the first tweet comes from Ian Carmel, at Ian Carmel, on Twitter, who says, This doesn't look like a show about the Donald Sterling saga. This looks like a porn parody of the Clippers. <laughs> it is the perfect tweet, because that is exactly what this photo looks like. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> just because everybody looks close enough to the person they're supposed to be playing while also looking very far away from the person they're supposed to be playing. Yeah, like, it looks like bootleg. Yeah, 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 right. You get it. You're, like, close enough. If you squint your eyes and cross them a little bit, maybe it passes. Uh, I did see people saying that whoever did Lawrence Fishburne's hair should definitely get the Emmy for this because <laughs> it looks exactly like Doc Rivers' hair uh, going forward. But it's crazy, man. Uh, our friend Trayvon Edwards also had a tweet showing uh, the people who have been cast with their Clippers counterpart. Right. Lawrence Fishburne, Doc Rivers is a big name, as is Ed O'Neill will be playing <laughs> Donald Sterling. Well, they got some names. They do. They, they got some names, yeah. Some names, Woman from Yellowstone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Man from Billions <laughs> is yeah, how sure, I know them. Sure, sure. But I, they've got everybody in this show. There's a big baby in this. There's a Jared Dudley in this. Ty Lu will be there. Draymond Green will be there. Chris Paul's wife. V. Stiviano, of course. Matt Barnes. There's an Elgin Baylor. There's basically everybody uh, that was any kind of association to the Clippers during the end of the Donald Sterling era. They will be making an appearance on this show at some point. Is this show going to be good or no, like no, no, so no, no, no. bad it's going to be good? I think it's that. Yeah. I think it's going to be so bad so it's I. good um, because it's an FX joint. Uh, just like they did the OJ thing where uh, mm -hmm. Ross Geller played... Robert Shapiro. Yeah, they I think, lean right? into or like the like camp that. or something. Like, camp, a little it's bit. a little campy, which is can campy. be entertaining and and sort of funny. And yeah. I think you're right. I think it's going to be that. The OJ thing was good on FX. In a campy way, like it was yeah. good. I mean, in comparison, just because it was different than the the other eight part series, wherever that was broadcast, it was different. I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah. So it was nice. It's a good counterpoint. Yeah. yeah, but that was ESPN, the doc, right? Yeah, that was right. the real yeah. doc. That was good. That was, that was good. I could not. I didn't even make it through the first episode. Of, of the Schwimmer thing, yeah. yeah. Couldn't do it. <laughs> so you don't like that type of stuff? I mean, usually I do. do. I yeah. don't know. The dramatization stuff, don't love it. I tried the Monica Lewinsky one, too. Couldn't get Oh uh, yeah. Couldn't get through that one. Okay, well, know. the Sterling Affairs. When's this start? Anybody know? When's the <laughs> premiere? Yeah, it's, uh, is it, like, soon, or is this, like, uh a long way away. I can't wait to hear Lawrence Fishburne do a Doc Rivers yeah. impersonation. Yeah, that'll be I'm interesting. excited about that. Mm. It's taxing on him. That probably <laughs> probably, does. A, probably a lot of tea on set. Shreds the throat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't yeah. tell when the debut is yet. Okay. Mm. Well, we'll But I'm with we'll you, JD. I uh, haven't been super interested in the dramatizations of these controversies, but the subject matter is perfect now. Gotta yeah. check it out. I yeah, mean, totally. Yeah. I mean... I was so disappointed by the uh, what the Lakers one, not Showtime, Winning Time, whatever. Yeah, winning time. I, yeah, I, I could not. So bad. I could not Ugh. get into it either. Some people loved it though. People said it got good, and people said the basketball scenes in it are good. But I, I'm with you. I watched the first yeah. two episodes and haven't it just wouldn't finish it off hook yet. Me. Um, I did watch the 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 Hulu documentary though yeah. about the Bus family, which is great. Like, I I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you go back to the porn parody sure. uh, pick for a second? Mm -hmm. Because I think we glossed over it a little bit. The Blake Griffin in the back is... Uh... <laughs> Just get Blake Griffin. Yeah, I, I mean, know. the guy can, he can kind of act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just get Blake Griffin. That's the one killing me. Uh, especially when we then saw what the guy that playing Blake Griffin actually looks like in <laughs> yeah. the uh, Trayvon tweet. But was, can't, it, can't was it Jasmine Watkins that had the tweet that said, the person playing Drake, uh, Blake looks like Drake playing yes. Blake. Yes, and it was, and, and they had an accompanying yeah. photo, and it was spot yeah. on. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, Sterling Affairs. We can't wait. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about it here on No Dunks. Guys, get into the No Dunks March Madness bracket. That link is in the show notes in the description. So jump on in, make your picks, and uh, I can all but guarantee you'll probably beat us. Unless you are a huge fan of Wildcats. 
Uh, okay, that's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow morning, though, filling out the Midwest region, talking about tonight's NBA games and news. Thanks for joining us live today. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review if you listen to the podcast, and make sure you subscribe. Uh, we'll have a fun short or two coming out later today, so yeah, definitely subscribe. Till then, Clipper Bros! Who's going to play Clipper Bro? Have a great time. <laughs> Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Oh. Matt Austin, we should make <laughs> Yes! Yes! <laughs> Matt, oh, that, wow. Okay, that's, well, we gotta, we gotta make that happen. That would be amazing. <laughs> everybody thought, uh, who did everybody think it was? Seth? Jonah Hill. Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Sounds, so Jonah Hill should be That definitely play him. sounds like him. Okay. Jo- Jonah Hill's too old now. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Plato. So right Matt now. Austin yeah. playing him and maybe voice work by uh, Jonah Hill. <laughs> D- dubbed over. Yeah. Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I, think, I think you could have Clipper Bros. I think you can bring back Jonah Hill. So as a joke, and David Schwimmer as the other bro. Oh, right, because there, the there, there is another bro, and that's why oh, they say the, Yeah, he's bros. a brother of a re- brother, yeah. yeah. Those are the guys. Yeah. Bring him back. Amazing. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Brace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.